0: Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mama. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy, busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behaviour and so much more. Are you ready to feel confident in motherhood? Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome to a very very special episode because it is episode 100 of the Early Parenting Podcast. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine when I started this podcast that I was going to get to 100 episodes but here we are and This is also a special episode because I am going to be talking about our darling little Georgie's first month of life. So she'll be five weeks tomorrow and I wanted to use the 100th episode to reflect on what life has been like with Georgie in this first four weeks so that I can share the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between Because if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you'll know that I am very much about being real and raw. And also, I believe in sharing experiences is a really great way to be able to help to teach and help you guys to learn from everything that I'm going through as well. So that's why I wanted to bring you this episode. And I also feel that it's so important for me to capture what's happening while it's happening or you know within the first few weeks of it's happening because what I've realized is you really really quickly forget and I think that's a protective mechanism otherwise I'm pretty sure the human race would be extinct by now because the difficulty in bringing a new baby into the world yeah I don't think we'd go back if we actually like remembered every little finer detail (laughs) but anyway let's talk a little bit about what it has been like in the first month so I really wanted to start from the start I mean, if you haven't already caught uh, my birth recount, my birth story with Georgie, that was episode 97. So it was a few episodes back and it's called uh, Tiny Diamond's Birth Story because let's not forget that Georgie was Tiny Diamond for my whole pregnancy. Again, five weeks in and I'm already forgetting that detail. Uh, It's still got to be a nickname, I think. Um, So start there in... To listen to the actual birth story, but of course, I want to sort of get stuck into what's been happening ever since she was born. So, I guess to start with, in the first two weeks, I can tell you that the most difficult transition and part of looking after Georgie was by far our breastfeeding. Now, to give it a bit of context, my first son Max, terrible, terrible experience breastfeeding. I did manage to feed him for nine months um, but I had so many difficulties and I think probably I need to jump on and do an episode talking about that because I mean I remember that very well. We were plagued with low supply uh, lip and tongue ties, a lot of nipple damage, just such a tough start in taking off breastfeeding. Then Teddy Boy came along, baby number two and it was as easy as pie. It was so straightforward he attached from birth I think I might have had a little bit of you know discomfort um in those first few days as he just got the hang of you know attaching and all of that and plus you know your nipples need to harden up a bit and then it was smooth sailing fed him for 12 months and uh, we weaned around 12 months just personal choice and he was starting to get a little bit over it as well and it was great So heading into breastfeeding with Georgie, I guess, I mean, I wasn't being complacent, that's for sure, because I'd had an experience of both. But I did kind of think, all right, cool, I'm sure everything will be fine. But it was really, really tough going, guys. So what I will say is that what it basically was, was a bit of a missizing. So Georgie's little mouth was just too small to get a really good attachment in really when I look look back at it now it was probably in the first 10 days which 10 days in the scheme of things doesn't sound like much however it felt like an eternity it felt like a goddamn eternity so every day I thought to myself you know there'd be I think this is the this is the like such important thing to note is that at the start of the day I'd be like optimistic I'd be like oh that was a really good feed she got on it didn't hurt too much You know I think we're getting somewhere and by the end of the day I could feel my anxiety levels rising as my you know I had it wasn't just nipple pain there was actual physical damage so I had I for me it was she wasn't getting a deep enough attachment so at the top of the nipple it was quite bruised because it just wasn't quite getting back into the soft palate so she was clamping down between the hard palate and the soft palate and it was causing this sort of bruised crease at the tip of my nipple and oh holy bloody duly it hurt like. Labor has nothing on the pain that I was experiencing in breastfeeding. And I honestly, like I I just remember saying a few times to my husband, I can't do this. I'm I'm not going to be able to do it. But thankfully, through (laughs) sheer perseverance, we got through it. And like I said, at the end of the day, it was probably about 10 days before we really started to see improvements and for it to be comfortable which it, like when you when you talk about 10 days you think yeah that 10 days isn't much but any mum will know that even 24 hours when things aren't going to plan when you're experiencing extreme pain every time you have to feed like it's a really long time so yeah i think that's a huge reflection that i did want to make but I was querying whether this little lady had tongue ties. You know, I booked into about four different places to have her tongue tie assessed because after my experience with Max, that's the path I was going down. And she doesn't have a tie. She doesn't have a lip tie or a tongue tie. Um, She now five weeks on feeding is so, so easy. And I think that's probably the biggest reflection that I want to make that going from querying whether I was going to like throw in the towel to now just being like I don't even have to make an effort to attach her she just latches on herself her mouth is big enough sometimes she gets a little bit nippy where like on my right side it's I've got a lot of milk so in her way of coping with it is she pulls herself off and then she tries to get back on but doesn't do a nice wide open mouth and then she yeah she nips me she nips me so (laughs) other than that um we have just come such a full circle with feeding. So those first 10 days, it was literally for me, that was the focus. I went from using a nipple shield, thinking that that was going to help with the pain, it didn't because at the end of the day, a nipple shield, it still wasn't helping get that nipple further further enough back into her mouth, so it was still bruising. So then I'd go off it and I'd attach it directly to the breast. I'd think that that felt good. I'd continue that for a little while and then the pain would be excruciating and then I would go to expressing and offering it via just a plastic cup initially and then a Karma, so a Medella Karma teat and... That's what I was doing and I was just all over the shop and it was, that was probably the, the trickiest part and I was really stressed by it, like I'm not going to lie. So, you know, I'm an IBCLC, so an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant and that was my, I, I guess, saving grace, you would say, because whilst I was experiencing all of these issues, which just because you are a lactation consultant, it doesn't mean that you are immune to all of these things happening. I was just lucky to have the skills to be able to troubleshoot it. So I did have a bit of a plan and I remember contacting a few of my, uh, some of my best friends who are also maternal and child health nurses. One's an LC as well. I was just running ideas off them and saying, what do you think if I do this? Is this a good idea? Uh, You know, just that sort of, um, that sort of like offloading and just making sure you're on the right track so I'm blessed to have some good contacts where I can actually bounce ideas like that um, off them so anyway we got through those first 10 days and ever since then feeding has been excellent I think the biggest challenge that has happened since feeding has settled down has been the adjustment of going from two to three children. Now like I I wasn't complacent, I knew it was going to be a challenge and but I think I'm a bit surprised at what exactly the challenge has been. Yes it is busier, no doubt about it, but I'm grateful to have excellent support in my husband and excellent family support. So I feel like from a busyness point of view we have managed quite well I've still been able to you know do things in the business I've been able to get all the you know household tasks done I was blessed with a lot of food given to us from you know family so I don't think I've had to cook in these first five weeks which has been incredible but what I am finding the most challenging is dividing my time equally between three children giving time to my husband finding time for myself and then chucking in the busyness of life and i'm happy to drop the busyness the house stuff and just keep things really simple but even despite that what i have found the most challenging is sharing my love and i feel like babies take up so much of your time georgie is a really calm baby She's happy to just lie there and have a bit of a play in between her feeds. She's not a really fussy baby that needs a lot of, you know, support from me. She's quite content. However, I just feel like being so young, she needs so much one-on-one time. And this is more about me than it is about her. And then I feel really guilty because I feel like the boys are being left to play on their own. And they'll be fine, you know. This is all just the internal guilt stuff that... I know I'm not alone in feeling. I know that mum guilt is a serious, real problem. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's all in our head. (laughs) Like my husband and I have been speaking about it and he's like, Jen, the boys are fine. And like when you can just, you know, we've we've spoken about giving them that five minutes. So it'll be sitting down and going, I'm going to play trucks with Ted for like, it could be two minutes, it could be five minutes. And I am making a real conscious effort. And I still don't feel like it's enough. But like I said, I've got to get out of my head because I know that they are actually okay. They We have had some challenging behavior where, you know, let's not forget that children at the end of the day, they will behave, quote unquote, badly so that they get our attention. Because to them, any attention is good attention. Like they, they don't care. So I, we like, we caught ourselves quite early on when the boys had some really wild days where their behavior was like uncharacteristically naughty. And I said to my husband one night that this is the result of a new sibling, the classic, you know, introducing a sibling and they're feeling misplaced in the whole, you know, picture of the family and so they play up because it gets mum and dad's attention. So we caught ourselves really early on and said, right, we need to focus on giving them that one on one time. And so we did do that in very small amounts. Like I cannot I cannot stress enough for anyone who's listening that it's it's all you can do is find in those little pockets of time where you give them their undivided attention. So that's what I've done and I'm still grappling with the guilt factor in being like it's to me I feel like it's still not enough but then it's like the devil and the angel on your shoulder that's how I always describe it I've got the devil saying you know you're not giving them enough you're not sharing your love you're with Georgie too much blah 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 and then that rational part of my brain is like Jen you are doing the best you can at a time where a newborn needs a lot from you feeds take you know 20 minutes then they need to go back to bed in no time And there's just lots of like, you know, they're completely dependent. There's lots that they need from you. Even if you've got a cool, calm, collected baby like Georgie is, like she still needs a lot from me. And then throw in a baby that might, you know, be a bit fussier, have health issues, have colic, have, you know, these things that can just make things more challenging. And that just takes it up a notch, doesn't it? So... Yes, it's like the angel telling me you are doing the best you can, Jen, and the boys are going to be okay and life will get easier. There is going to become a time where Georgie sleeps for longer, she's quick to put down, feeds are quicker, and then I can give the boys more of that time once more. Although, mamas of three or more come at me with all of your tips on how you divide (laughs) your love and attention because I would love to know head on over to my Instagram account at Jen Butler early parenting and feel free to pop me a DM with your tips or even just tell me that I'm not alone in like you know I think I think that that's the biggest thing and I think it probably will deserve its own podcast episode where I actually do an interview with a few mums of multiples where we chat about like What the biggest challenges are. Because, like I said, I think the biggest challenge for me is feeling like I'm not dividing my attention enough and dividing my love enough. So, look, that is all I'm going to reflect on for these first four weeks of Georgie's life. And I'm going to make these a regular episode where I do a little bit of a wrap up of the challenges that we've had. So, it was honestly in these first four weeks breastfeeding was 100% our biggest challenge establishing breastfeeding is the trickiest part I think in the first six weeks because that is where it's the most crucial to really build your supply and that's where you get a lot of the breastfeeding issues is when bub is learning how to attach you're learning the skill there's all of these things happening you're recovering from birth I didn't even touch upon that I've been lucky enough to be blessed with a pretty pretty cruisy recovery after a pretty cruisy birth so I'm lucky that I didn't have all of the physical stuff from birth recovery to deal with as well because coping with everything with breastfeeding was plenty but in the next episode when I do another wrap up we'll definitely be diving into the other challenges that I begin to face as Georgie gets a little bit older so what I will say now though is that I the podcast is going to be taking a little break So I've hit 100 episodes, I cannot believe there's been 210,000 downloads of this podcast and I think that the most important thing for me to do right now, especially after everything I've just reflected on in giving my attention to my boys, my family and everything, (laughs) that I'm going to take a little bit of a step back and have a bit of a break from the podcast so that I can focus on just embracing these early months with Georgie and making sure that I am giving my all to my family and I'm not exactly sure how long I'm going to take probably only a few weeks maybe a couple of months Just to regroup and really enjoy these early months and then I'm going to be bringing the podcast back better than ever with so much content and ideas and episodes to be able to bring and amongst all of this I have been writing down all of the things that I want to talk about in this early parenting space because like I said going through it from the start again it is such a refresher of the challenges that we face as parents and yeah just the things that are worth talking about so yeah like the how-tos the mindset stuff I can't wait to dive into some new episodes when I'm ready to bring you all my absolute best so I'll be keeping in touch with when I bring the podcast back make sure to subscribe to the podcast because when you do subscribe you're going to be notified of when new episodes are released but make sure to follow me over on my Instagram. That's where I'm the hanging out the most. So at Jen Butler Early Parenting. And you'll be able to, I'll be on there. I'm pretty active on stories over there. I love a good uh, Instagram story. And I'm going to be keeping everyone over there updated on when the podcast is coming back. But in the meantime, make sure to go check out some of the other 100 episodes because there is quite a library of episodes to binge on now and I cannot wait to bring you some new episodes when I'm ready to come back so thank you all and I can't wait to hit your eardrums again in the near future (laughs) bye for now thanks for listening to the episode mama I hope you enjoyed it